the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Welcome to That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast. I am your host, Nick DiGilio. I'm a podcaster, a comedy writer, and performer, graduate of Second City, and a Saturday Night Live expert and historian. And each week, we will look back at everything SNL. The best, the worst, the good, the bad, the classic, the forgotten. We'll talk about full seasons and full casts, behind-the-scenes stories, episodes, sketches, SNL's historical significance, and much, much more. Sometimes I'll have guests, sometimes I won't, but with every episode, I will always prove that that tired cliche that you hear all the time, that show hasn't been funny in years, is absolutely wrong. It's episode number 34, and today we're going to be talking all about Weekend Update, um, a staple since the very beginning in the very first episode of Saturday Night Live. It's had different names over the years. Uh, it was called, uh, you know, a Weekend Update for a little while, and then for, for a long while it was SNL Newsbreak, uh, Saturday Night News at some point. So they've changed it, but the, uh, the idea is basically the same. About halfway through Saturday Night Live, after you've got your sketches and you've got your music and all the kinds of uh, variety things that are happening, there is a news segment that happens, and it was always an idea that Lauren Michaels wanted from the very beginning. He wanted to do a satire of the week's news. He wanted to do a news parody show uh, with an anchor, you know, and, and with correspondence and with stories and videos and films and covering the news events, but obviously tongue-in-cheek, satirical, and edgy the kind of thing that Saturday Night Live did. They wanted to be timely. They wanted to be on top of things. You know, it was reflected in the satire of the sketches. It was reflected in what was happening in culture that they were making fun of. So the news became a thing that Lauren Michaels and the writers and the producers wanted to cover, and it was an important part of the original idea and the original concept for Saturday Night Live. So in addition to doing music and doing stand-up and doing sketch comedy and doing all kinds of really fun variety things that were based mostly in comedy... They wanted to do news and a satire of the news. So that's how Weekend Update started. And on this episode, I'm going to go through all of the people who have anchored Weekend Update over the 48 seasons. Uh, we'll talk about the people who anchored uh, uh, you know, a, a Weekend Update, and I will rank my top five. So I'll get a little personal with my taste, and I will rank my top five starting at five and going to number one, the top five best anchors in the history of SNL and Weekend Update. And I will tell you who I think was uh, the worst anchor uh, in the history of SNL. And we'll also go through the experiments that they tried. They tried a little, like I mentioned, they changed the name of Weekend Update to a couple of other different names during different times. Um, you know, these things changed. These changes happened a lot while, while Lauren was gone, during that period when Lauren Michaels was gone, when Dick Ebersol and, of course, Gene Demanian took over. They changed the name of Weekend Update. They changed the format, and they screwed around with the style of it. Uh, a few times uh, to not very good effect. And I will tell you about um, the interesting and weird thing uh, that happened uh, during season nine and season 10, that weird time between 83 and 85 
um, you know, when uh, uh, Domanian was done and Dick Ebersol took over, and it was right before Lauren Michaels made his weird but triumphant eventually <laughs> return. And they did a lot of experimenting uh, by changing the name and then, of course, experimenting with the anchors. So that's what we're talking about, the anchors of Weekend Update. Um, it's, it's interesting because, you know, Weekend Update is one of my favorite things, and it always has been one of my favorite things on the show, and I think a lot of fans of Saturday Night Live Look forward to Weekend Update because, especially if it's a big news week, or especially if it's if it's the, the time of of elections or something major has happened in the world, you want to see how SNL is going to handle it. It's always been very interesting to see what goes on on Weekend Update during these big news times, like when 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 nine eleven happened, and you wanted to see what was going to happen. And the, the first Weekend Update back after nine eleven was one of the best Weekend Updates of all time. Um, how they handle the serious news, how they handle the weird news, the crazy celebrity stuff. You really do want to, as a fan of SNL, you really do want to know how whoever the anchor is, whoever the writers are, and whatever is happening on Weekend Update at that time, when a big news story happens, I don't know about you, but as a Saturday Night Live fan, I, it's appointment TV for me to see what they're going to do on Weekend Update. And that's one of the other things. And also just because recurring characters show up on Weekend Update. Um, the anchors all have kind of different styles and different styles of delivery. There have been single anchors and co-anchors. I mean, right now, obviously, it's Michael Che and Colin Jost, and they're great co-anchors. There have been great co-anchors in the past. Um, and it's just it's interesting to see how it's handled. And, uh, you know, some of the times the, the, the actual head writers are the anchors of uh, SNL, uh, of uh, Update, which is always interesting. Uh, for a long time, uh, Colin Che, uh, I'm sorry, Michael Che and Colin Jost were not only the anchors of S, uh, of Update, but they were also the head writers of the show. And the same thing happened with Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers, you know, was head writer of the show, and he was also anchor. Tina Fey at one point was anchor or co-anchor while she was head writer as well. So it's interesting to see how the head writer has an influence and kind of, as the anchor, controls the style and the stories and uh, the impact with which Update is delivered every week. So under different circumstances, whether it's a head writer, whether it's a single anchor or a co-anchor, or whether they shift anchors or... And, and then, of course, obviously, all of the characters that come in. Um, it, it's a great place. Weekend Update is a great place for, for cast members to test out material that doesn't really work in the sketch format. So a lot of former stand-ups and people who show up who don't really fit into the sketch comedy can do really great segments at the desk of Update. So Weekend Update is one of the best segments every week, one of the most interesting, and one of the most, uh, you know, the, the one that I look forward to uh, every single week. So let's just simply go through the anchors of Saturday Night Live's Weekend Update. And then I will count down my top five favorites and uh, my least favorite. And we'll hear uh, some, of the, uh, some of the audio and some of the examples of anchors through the year, through the years. It's the anchors of Weekend Update. So obviously, your first anchor in season one was Chevy Chase. Um, he, he was the breakout star, you know, uh, of, of the season because every week he got to say his name, you know, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not. People knew who his name was. He, he opened every show. And he was terrific as the, as the very first anchor. He was funny. He was bumbling. He did the being caught on the phone talking to his mistress or his girlfriend saying sexy, inappropriate things. He would do visual stuff. Chevy Chase was terrific. And not just because he was the first anchor, which, of course, makes it, you know, legendary and, uh, and, and very landmark. Not only was he the first anchor, but he was great. He, Chevy Chase was great. In season two, he anchored a little bit, but he left in the middle of the season to go off to Hollywood to be a movie star. And then Jane Curtin took over. Uh, and Jane Curtin took over as the anchor in season two. This would be 1976 to 77. Buck Henry was the anchor on a couple of occasions. And then 
for season three, it was Jane Curtin and Dan Aykroyd. And then Jane Curtin and Dan Aykroyd uh, uh, anchored from 77 to 78. And then 78 to 80, so for two seasons until the original cast left and Lauren left, it was Jane Curtin and Bill Murray. And Bill Murray and Jane Curtin were great, and Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin were great. They were always terrific, the point-counterpoint stuff, the Bill Murray's Hollywood Minute. As co-anchors, Jane and Dan were great, and as co-anchors, Jane and Bill were great. Season six, when Lauren left, um, your, uh, your, 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 your anchor was Charles Rocket. Uh, Charles Rocket did not uh, do a great job uh, as anchor. Of course, famously, Charles Rocket is known for saying fuck on the air. Um, <laughs> at the end of a show during Good Nights, as dressed as Jr. Um, in the in a Who Shot uh, they did a Who Shot uh, Jr. Dallas sketch. But anyway, Charles Rocket was your anchor. They changed the format, um, and it just wasn't very funny. At one point, Gail Mathias was his co-anchor, if you remember Gail Mathias. So at one point, it was Charles Rocket and Gail, Mathi- Gail Mathias for a little while. Uh, and then uh, during that season of 8081, in 1981, Chevy Chase came back to host, and of course, he took over. And did uh, update because that's what Chevy Chase does. And then in season seven, it became SNL Newsbreak. And that was 1981-82. Brian Doyle Murray and Mary Gross were the co-anchors for Newsbreak. Then Mary Gross left. And from October of 81 to February of 82, it was just Brian Doyle Murray. And then I guess they wanted to spice it back up and give a a, a lady co-anchor. So they teamed up Brian Doyle Murray with Mary Gross. And then Mary Gross was anchor just for a month. Uh, and then Brian Doyle Murray and Christine Ebersol. So they had Brian Doyle Murray in there as Newsbreak for season seven, but they added three female cast members to spice it up during that during that week. Brian Doyle Murray was terrific, I thought, as uh, as the news guy. He played it very very straight. And when he was teamed up with Mary Gross and uh, and Christine Ebersol, um, it you know it 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 was okay. And they had like some nice some nice by play. Mary Gross especially. I always thought Mary Gross was very funny. Um, but yeah, so you got Brian Dolan Murray and Mary Gross and Brian Dolan Murray solo. Season eight, Brad Hall uh, became uh, your, your uh, SNL uh, update uh, uh, anchor. And he did, he did an okay job. It was fine. The show was pretty weak at that point. Um, you know, uh, so Hall did an okay job. The writing wasn't very good. This was, the, this was during that dead period where the only live thing on the show was Eddie Murphy. So then you had in season eight, you had Brad Hall. Season nine and season 10, I'll get to in a minute. Season nine and season 10 started out with Brad Hall. And then for two seasons from 83 to 85, they really experimented and did a lot of weird shit on Weekend Update, especially with who anchored it. I'll get to that in a minute. So seasons nine and 10 from 83 to 85 started out with Brad Hall. Then it got weird. And I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Seasons 11 through 16 from 85 to 91 were Dennis Miller, uh, and Dennis Miller was season uh, 11 through 16. Then season 17 through 19, 91 to 94, was Kevin Nealon. Now it gets a little bit more standard. Seasons 20 to 22, from 94 to 97, the beginning of 98, actually, um, was Norm MacDonald, uh, and he lasted until the beginning of 1998 when he got fired, and I'll get to that in a minute. And then uh, seasons 24 and 25, from 98 to 2000, Colin Quinn was your anchor, and then... Seasons 26 to 29, 2000 to 2004, it was Jimmy Fallon and Tina Fey. Season 30, it was Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Uh, Season 31, it was Amy Poehler. And for uh, a little bit, Horatio Sands, if you remember that, he wore wire, uh, he wore, uh, um, he wore horn rim glasses to seem smart. He was there while Tina Fey was out uh, on maternity leave. Uh, And then uh, Tina Fey came back and they closed it out. And then in uh, seasons 32, and 33, with 2006 to 2008, it was Amy Poehler and Seth Meyers. And Amy Poehler 
uh, left, and then Seth Meyers became your solo anchor from 2008 to 2013. So Seth Meyers held it from there, from 30, 30, season 35 to 38, it was Seth Meyers. Season 39, with Seth Meyers and Cecily Strong, they were testing people out because Seth Meyers was leaving at that point to host the, his late-night show. So he was leaving, so they were testing people out. So Seth Meyers and Cecily Strong uh, were, your, were your co-anchors. And then Seth Meyers and Colin, or, I'm sorry, and then it was Cecily Strong and Colin Jost, and, uh, and that worked out for a little bit. And by the way, Cecily Strong was terrific uh, on Update. She was terrific. So... She uh, co-anchored with Seth Meyers and then co-anchored with Colin Jost. And then season 40 through 46, it was uh, basically Colin Jost uh, and Michael Che through, through, through now. So seasons 40 through 48, the longest tenure of anyone doing uh, anchoring uh, Weekend Update belongs to Colin Jost and Michael Che. So that's the history of, uh, of your anchors. And I do have mine ranked, my top five ranked. Some people did a great job. You know, some people didn't do such a great job. I thought Kevin Nealon was okay. Uh, you know, we'll get to Dennis Miller and, and, uh, and Norm McDonald and Colin Quinn. Uh, Jimmy Fallon and Tina Fey were, were terrific. Amy Poehler was great with Seth Meyers. Amy Poehler was terrific doing it. Uh, Brad Hall was, he did the best he could. The writing wasn't great. He played it pretty straight. Um, uh, Charles Rocket was not very good. Brian Dolan Murray did the best he could. And when they teamed him up with women, he did okay as well. So those are your anchors. Now, to get to that very weird time period in season nine, seasons nine and ten, um, from eighty-three to eighty-five, it was a very weird time period. Uh, in eighty-five, that's when they brought in the movie stars. They brought in your Billy Crystals. They brought in your, you know, uh, um, Christopher Guests, uh, and 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 you know, they tried to, to to change it and had these people on for like Martin Short was on during that season as well. And so they experimented with Weekend Update. And during that time, um, they tried guests uh, uh, guests to come in. So they would have, like, for instance, Joe Piscopo um, uh, anchored Weekend Update one night. They would let cast members come in, usually as character, in character, like Billy Crystal as Fernando. He actually uh, uh, anchored Weekend Update March 17th and May 5th of 1984 as Fernando. So they had Fernando, a character, <laughs> actually anchoring Weekend Update. And it was very weird. And then they would have hosts do Weekend Update. So instead of actually having a real anchor, they would either have characters come in, but then hosts would come in. So, for instance, Edwin Newman came in and did uh, Weekend Update a couple of times. Uh, and then there was George McGovern did Weekend Update. He anchored Weekend Update once. Uh, Bob Euchre, who was a host, anchored Weekend Update. Jesse Jackson, who was a host, anchored Weekend Update. Um, Ed Asner, as a host, anchored Weekend Update. And then I have some, some audio here from uh, three guest anchors. So, yes... There truly was a time when they let hosts of SNL anchor Weekend Update in an attempt, I guess, to spice it up or change it, and also an attempt for Dick Ebersol to, you know, to distance himself as much from Lauren Michaels as possible and change the format as much as he possibly could to just make sure that Lauren Michaels' stamp was kind of no longer on it and change it a little bit. So they brought in actual hosts of SNL who had no business, in some cases had absolutely no business anchoring Weekend Update. I'm going to play some clips from that period of time when they weirdly experimented with, hey, you're the host, why don't you anchor Weekend Update even though you shouldn't? So one of the people that did uh, anchor Weekend Update, this is from January 28th, 1984. It's season nine, episode 11. Your musical guest was Billy Idol. And your host was Don Rickles. Uh, so they let Don Rickles host. <laughs> anchor, I'm sorry, Anchor Weekend Update. And the results were hilarious because it's Don Rickles, but the results were also weird because... Don Rickles has no business trying to anchor the news. That's not his shtick. But they kind of, you know, 
altered it enough so that it fell into Rickles' wheelhouse. So here's an example, and this is true of one of the many times when they stupidly had a host anchor Weekend Update. So from January of 1984, here's a little bit of Don Rickles anchoring Weekend Update. And now, Saturday Night News with guest anchor person Don Rickles. Thank you, and let's get to the news. Here's our top story tonight. Michael Jackson's hair caught fire yesterday in Los Angeles. Michael's manager was rubbing his head for good luck and got carried away. This coming Tuesday is Chinese New Year, 4682, the year of the rat. So to all our Chinese friends out there, kiss my dragon. Let's look at some faces in the news. Ah. Lay down, Ronnie, it's over. <laughs> There's my friend, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. As the great, hold it down. Hi, lady, I'm doing the news. <laughs> As the great Frank Sinatra said to me at a dinner dance one night about two years ago, I want to meet abroad. <laughs> uh, George Bush, one of the hot vice presidents of the United States, who sat in the White House for two weeks saying, why doesn't he call? What did I do? What did I say? Richard Nixon getting ready to make love to the wife. Forget it. Mr. T, one of the great black stars of television, and George Papard called me tonight and said, we gotta get rid of this guy, he's getting too much time. <laughs> and there he is, Henry Kissinger, one of the great men of our time. During the war with Germany, he was the one that said, this is where they live, the Katz family lives right here. <laughs> Alan Thicke, well, you know his problem. <laughs> and Walter Mondale, one of the great Democratic candidates. If he wins, I'm a Mau Mau fighter pilot. <laughs> John Glenn, one of our great astronauts who sits at home alone with the wife in the nude saying, want to see my rocket? <laughs> and George McGovern, who just keeps saying pace. Let's have pace as they're beating him up and rolling his wife in an alley. <laughs> And, of course, Alan Cranston, who is a great candidate. Unfortunately, he's not fed and is locked in his cellar all the time. <laughs> glory, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> and Gary Hart, the Lamont Cranston of the election. A man who is running in Indiana just by himself. Is that where he's from? Look at what a crack staff I have. They all went, I don't know, I don't know. So you know how hot he is. And Senator Collings, uh, one of Hollings, uh, Collings, Hollings, you know how it is, I can't even pronounce his name, who sits around in his home state going, somebody didn't pick the cotton and I'm getting damn tired. <laughs> and Reuben Askew, who we'll forget about because there's no chance, this man just sits in Florida going, any Jewish person want to walk around the boardwalk for a half hour? <laughs> and of course, Dean Martin, my buddy. Everybody loves somebody sometimes. I love Dean. I was at his wedding when he married the nine-year-old. <laughs> okay, so that's the, so yeah, obviously it didn't, work, it didn't work. By the way, when he when he sang uh, when he sang that low that, that low voice song, um, 
uh, swing low, sweet. That, of course, was Jesse Jackson was the picture that was up there. So they altered a weekend update in order for it to work for Don. Uh, but all the other stuff that they did, the segments during that uh, during that episode of Weekend Update didn't work. I mean, just in general, having hosts come in to anchor Weekend Update was not a good idea. Now, here's the most ridiculous one. There are there were several during those two seasons where, you know, the hosts of SNL had no business anchoring Weekend Update. But this is the most this is the strangest one. Michael Douglas hosted in uh, it was April 7th, 1984. Uh, It would be season nine, episode 16. Denise Williams was on and, of course, performed. Let's hear it for the boy from Footloose. I love, by the way, going back and especially during these segments that you hear. Listen to the news stories um, because it really captures a moment in time. I mean, we are doing a time capsule here. So when you hear these news stories that are being, uh, you know, parodied during these weekend update segments, it's going to be great. You're going to go right back in time. So there was a time in the, during the 84, like the, the, the preliminary of the 84 election, where Rickles was. And this next one is uh, in, in, uh, in, in, in April of uh, 1984. Now, Michael Douglas, uh, his new movie was Robert Zemeckis' great uh, Romancing the Stone. It had just opened. So as Michael Douglas is doing uh, you know, the little bits of update here as an anchor, they keep showing the same clip over his shoulder from... Uh, Romance in the Stone, where Michael Douglas and uh, Kathleen Turner are, are going down that mudslide, and he ends up landing between her legs and, and you know, uh, in the mud. And they keep showing that over and over again as though that's the joke. So here's Michael Douglas anchoring Weekend Update. Yes, it's a bad idea. And listen to how unsure he is, how bad his delivery is, how I unbelievably unrehearsed this was, and just how bad the material was. And while he's talking, just remember that for every story he does here, for the few stories that he does, the clip that they're showing over his shoulder over and over again is him and Kathleen Turner sliding down the mud hill in um, Romance in the Stone. So here is Michael Douglas very awkwardly and very poorly anchoring Weekend Update from 1984. News with guest anchor person Michael Douglas. Thank you. Thank you. Our top story tonight, the Space Shuttle Challenger blasted off yesterday from Cape Canaveral, Florida. Uh, Let's see that news film from that. At 8.58 Eastern Standard Time, the 11th Space Shuttle left launch pad 39A, carrying five astronauts into an orbital mission for a six-day flight. It was what a thrill. (laughs) Of course, uh, Saturday night news will cover the shuttle landing next week. Let's see what's happening in the world of sports. Well, up at Yankee Stadium, they're getting the field in shape for today's today's big opener between the Yankees and the Minnesota Twins. George Steinbrenner expects a perfect field by Tuesday. Let's look at the weather. The uh, big weather news this week is, of course, money. In the Northeast, Warnings were in effect for coastal areas and most of New England. Rivers were gorged by six inches of mud in due days, and major highways around urban areas were blocked. Wow, that's a lot of mud. Now, uh, there's a great new film. It's about to open, a new movie. And I'd like you to meet our resident hottest film critic, Mr. Gary Kroger. Gary? So, uh, yeah, not good. 
at all. And then Gary Kroger would go on to uh, talk about uh, Romance in the Stone and then talk about how he was upset because his girlfriend, who was watching the movie with him, uh, thought Michael Douglas was hot. And then it became like Michael Douglas is not hot, blah, blah, blah. So Michael Douglas uh, anchoring uh, very poorly Weekend Update, just not cut out for it, stumbling over his words, not being able to do the joke. And the jokes themselves being really lame, and all they did was show a clip from the mud clip from Romance in the Stone. It was a disaster, and that to me was the epitome of when they tried this experiment of hosts anchoring Weekend Up, which is just the dumbest idea ever. That to me was the nadir of the whole thing. All right, George Carlin did come in and um, and came back to host. He hosted uh, SNL three times total. This one was from November tenth, nineteen eighty four. Again, during those that, during that season and a half or two seasons where they experimented with hosts uh, anchoring. This is season 10, uh, episode 5. Frankie Goes to Hollywood was your musical guest, which I just find, I don't know why I find it so weird that George Carlin hosted an episode of Saturday Night Live and Frankie Goes to Hollywood was the musical guest. But anyway, they had Carlin come in and anchor. Now, now Carlin used to do the Hippy Dippy Weatherman. He used to do a news parody when he was on in the early days on Ed Sullivan and a lot of early TV. He did do straight news satire. So he seems like a pretty good, uh, pretty good idea. Now, the writing wasn't very good. But George Carlin did the best he could. So here's George Carlin as the revolving host's anchor weekend update. This is from 1984. Uh, the material's not good, but George was on the ball. This is uh, George Carlin in 1984. And now, Saturday Night News with guest anchor person George Carlin. Thank you, Don Pardo. Our top story tonight... The crew of the NASA Space Shuttle Discovery spent their fourth day in orbit posing for television pictures and waving at relatives. However, they did get a great view of the Earth as they flew over North America. They learned the results of Tuesday's election. <laughs> Makes you feel kind of humble, doesn't it? <clears throat> well, the race for the 1988 Democratic nomination started last Wednesday, the day after the election. Possibilities include... New York Governor Mario Cuomo, who says that, as ridiculous as it sounds, an Italian male can run for national office. <laughs> Colorado Senator Gary Hart, who may be hard to beat, unless, of course, you're Walter Mondale. And the perennial possibility, Senator Ted Kennedy, but Teddy says he has as much intention of running as he has of driving his car off a bridge. <laughs> The Republican possibilities are really interesting. Senator Howard Baker, Senator Robert Dole, Representative Jack Kemp, and Vice President George Kick-A-Little-Bush. <laughs> Not a whole lot of charisma here. But warming up in the Coliseum bullpen, old Ben-Hur himself, Charlton Heston, who plans to start out by running for the Senate in 1986. Political consultants say Heston is the perfect replacement for Ronald Reagan. He's from California, he's an aging actor, and he too worked with monkeys in the Planet of the Apes. That's not all. Charlton Heston was Moses, remember? Led his people out of Egypt, parted the waters of the Red Sea, received the Ten Commandments, and delivered his Sermon on the Mount. And his slogan is, let's win one for the altar cocker. <laughs> but don't forget, a lot depends on who he picks for vice president. Right now, it's a toss-up between Robert Cummings and Buddy Epson. <laughs> so I'm willing to just wait and see. 
So there you go, George Carlin. Uh, and you know what? I mean, uh, he. Uh, the reason why I played George Carlin was because I wanted to show you that it. it you know, having a, a host who was cut out for it, and Carlin did great <clears throat> um, doing it. The material wasn't all that great. Again, timely, very election uh, <clears throat> period. But I wanted to play Rickles because they altered everything for Rickles to do the best he could. And Carlin, because, you know, like he was good at it. And then Michael Douglas, who represented the worst that you could possibly be as a host anchoring Weekend Update. Well, that experiment to that end, it was done. And as we've gone through the history, uh, all of the the anchors and the co-anchors continued to do Weekend Update. Now, before I get to my five favorite uh, Weekend Update anchors or co-anchors, I want to get to the worst. So um, I will count down my five favorite from five to five to number one being the best anchor in the history of Weekend Update. But I want to start out with the worst. And I don't necessarily dislike this guy because I think he's funny. And I think um, his own material is good and what he does is funny. And as a stand-up, he's great. And in the right atmosphere, he can talk politics and do gruffy stuff. And that would be Colin Quinn. I think Colin Quinn is by far the worst anchor in the history of Saturday Night Live's Weekend Update. He was terrible. He was not cut out for it. He stumbled all the time. He didn't read the news well. He tried to insert asides all the time, like smart-ass little comments and jokes, because he is Colin Quinn. And it never worked. It never gelled. Um, When he first took over, I'm going to play the very first time Colin Quinn uh, was your anchor on Weekend Update. It was a very awkward situation. Uh, Norm MacDonald had been fired because he made too many... OJ jokes, um, and uh, you know a couple of the higher ups, the executives at one executive in particular at, at uh, NBC was very good friends with OJ and was getting very very tired of Norm Macdonald incessantly slamming OJ Simpson and the judicial system and the trial. He kept making really brutal OJ jokes, and as a result, Norm Macdonald got canned, and so Colin Quinn was brought in, and Colin Quinn was Quinn was brought in because he was a stand up, and they thought, okay, he can do Weekend Update. It never worked. He never gelled. They changed it all the time. They altered it. At one point, they had Colin Quinn come out and do like a monologue before he sat down at the desk. So he'd stand in front of the desk and do like a Colin Quinn, smart-ass, you know, gruffy-voiced Irish guy talking about the news. And then he would get behind the desk and actually try to play the anchor straight. And it didn't work. No matter how they altered it, they tried to make it more comfortable for Colin Quinn. It never worked. He was without question the worst anchor ever. And even the byplay when he would introduce, you know, your regular characters or correspondence that other cast members would play, even the byplay was awkward. He clearly didn't want to do it. He clearly was, as a replacement for Norm MacDonald, what didn't want to be there. And you will hear, this is the very first time. But, but seriously, I think in the history, and there have been some bad anchors, there have been some questionable people who have been behind that desk of Weekend Update, but without question, in my opinion, the very worst ever is Colin Quinn. He was terrible. But, you know, as a stand-up and other material and in his own world, Colin Quinn can be very, very, very funny. I've liked him since, you know, remote control back in the day. So he just was not cut out to do Weekend Update ever. The worst, worst anchor in the history of Weekend Update is Colin Quinn. And here's the very first Weekend Update that he anchored Right in the middle, or actually at the beginning of the season, but a couple of episodes into the season, a few episodes into the season, when they fired Norm MacDonald and Colin Quinn had to take over. Norm MacDonald, by the way, was still in the cast at that time. So here's the very first time that Colin Quinn ever sat behind the desk and horribly anchored Weekend Update. And now, from the news capital of the world, it's Weekend Update with Colin Quinn. 
You know how you go to your favorite bar and your local bartender isn't there? You ask, where's Jeff? Jeff no longer works here. I'm Steve. And you're thinking, hey, who's this idiot? I like Jeff. But you still want your drink? And even though Steve doesn't mix your drink the same way you're used to, like Jeff, you still like the bar. You don't have to go to a different bar. And even Steve might feel kind of bad because Jeff trained him. <laughs> Jeff showed him how to work the cash register, where the tonic was on the soda gun, who tips, who doesn't. Well, I'm Steve. What can I get you? Thank you. On Thursday, Unabomber Ted Kaczynski tried to hang himself with his underpants, but the elastic broke. Kaczynski immediately sent a letter bomb to Inspector Number 12. <laughs> Woody Allen and Sunyi Previn were married in Venice on December 23rd. The couple wrote their own vows. Woody told Sunyi, the heart wants what it wants, while Sunyi promised, me love you long time. My Woody Allen movie. Uh, I've been here two minutes. Most of Woody Allen movie. Bob Dylan and his son Jacob Dylan are both nominated for Grammys this year. Can you imagine growing up being Jacob Dylan? You're out in the garage practicing with your band, your friends, you know, your father comes out. Hey, turn that noise down. You're like, Dad, come on, you just don't understand my music. He's like, no, I do understand your music. I'm Bob Dylan. You stink. I said, turn it down. In the February issue of Esquire magazine, O.J. Simpson said that if I had killed Nicole, it would have been because I loved her very much. And then he said, and if I had killed Ron Goldman, it would have been because he accidentally witnessed me loving Nicole very much. <laughs> Somebody should buy this guy a John Gray book, all right? All right. Uh, and oddly, there's an O.J. joke. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, Norm McDonald was fired uh, from Weekend Update and then eventually let go after that season from SNL in general. For the OJ jokes, and there's Colin Quinn with an OJ joke that he probably didn't write. Uh, Colin Quinn was always awkward. He never delivered the news right. He was the he was the wrongest person to anchor Weekend Update ever, and I don't think he ever made me laugh once. He was by far the worst anchor in the history of Weekend Update. Colin Quinn. Uh, that was his very first attempt, and that was January tenth, nineteen ninety eight, season twenty three, episode ten. Samuel Jackson was the host in Ben Folds five. If you want to really go back to the 90s, they were the musical guests. So, all right. So let's go from the worst, Colin Quinn, to the top five. In my opinion, these are the five best anchors in the history of Weekend Update. Let's start with number five, Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers was terrific on Weekend Update. And obviously, the news anchor and doing a satire of the news and coming up with different segments and fun segments, um, you know, when he would co-anchor with uh, Amy Poehler. Um, and they were, they were all great, and, but him doing it solo was fantastic. I think Seth Meyers was great, and he would bring that style, that writing, that biting wit, the way he delivered the news and made fun of the news, he would bring that to his late-night show, Late Night with Seth Meyers, and he's great at doing it. His news segments are always great. I love Seth Meyers. I think he's a great late-night host. I thought he was a terrific cast member. He was good in sketches, but he really, really excelled when he took over Weekend Update and became head writer as well. So number five on my list of the best anchors in the history of Weekend Update, here's a little bit of Seth Meyers. This is from May 21st, 2011, it'll be season 36, episode 22, 
Justin Timberlake was your host. Lady Gaga was your uh, musical guest. By the way, a fantastic, solid episode. Here's Seth Meyers doing a really terrific job as uh, a Weekend Update anchor. Number five on my list of the best anchors in Weekend Update. Weekend Update with Seth Meyers. Tonight's top stories. Sources are saying that Saif al-Adel, a former Egyptian special forces operative, has been appointed the caretaker of al-Qaeda in the wake of bin Laden's death. Al-Adel was chosen because of his military background, his youth, and because he was the last one to shout, not it. <laughs> Despite announcing that he would not run for president, Donald Trump insisted Monday that if he had stayed in the race, he would have won the primary and the general election. Pretty bold when you consider the fact that he's not even winning his time slot. <laughs> it was revealed this week that Arnold Schwarzenegger fathered a child with his longtime housekeeper. That brings us to a segment we like to call Really with Seth. Really, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you had an affair with the maid in your house. You know, when powerful people have affairs, they usually put a little effort into it. I mean, really. Secret rendezvous, high-priced call girl, what did you do? Just sit in your recliner and point at your wiener whenever someone walked by? <laughs> really? Did you really think it was a good idea for your mistress to work in your home for 14 years after the affair? Right in front of your wife? That's so risky. I'm not even married, and I erase my internet history every four hours. <laughs> Just in case I die and my mom comes over. <laughs> really, I have to say, you have giant balls for a guy who definitely has tiny steroid balls. <laughs> really? And then it was revealed on Wednesday that the child you fathered with the housekeeper was born just days after Maria Shriver gave birth to your other son. Two kids in a week. So wait, every time I saw you smoking a cigar, were you just celebrating another baby? <laughs> You're like Oprah, but with babies. You get the baby, and you get the baby, and you get the baby. Everybody get the baby. <laughs> also, I couldn't help but notice every one of your movies makes a perfect New York Post headline for this story. Junior. Twins, True Lies, Predator, Judgment Day, Collateral Damage, and Raw Deal. That's <laughs> on the action comedy Governor Horndog. <laughs> and you brought the maid on vacation with your family. Really? That's a little suspicious, isn't it? Hotels already have maids. That's like bringing weed to Amsterdam. <laughs> really? But Arnold, really, this is the most important part. If this baby is the future leader of the human resistance against our robot overlords, we won't forgive you, but it will help your case, really. This has been really good. Just, sol just solid stuff all the way through. Uh, he was terrific, and he was great with Amy Poehler, and then obviously, you know, they teamed him up with Cecily Strong and a couple of other people. But Seth Meyers, I think the fifth best anchor uh, in Weekend Update, and he would bring those segments with him to his late-night show. Just great stuff, and that material was good. Everything about that was just, that was solid, solid stuff. All right, number four on the best-of list, Tina Fey and Jimmy Fallon. Now, Tina Fey was also, um, uh, you know, co-anchoring with Amy Poehler, and that was fantastic, too, but I loved the Tina Fey-Jimmy Fallon uh, combination. This was before Jimmy Fallon became the obnoxious uh, uh, dickhead that he is now. <laughs> uh, just really just, like, un un unbearable now. 
But back in the old days when he was on SNL, I loved him on SNL, and I really thought he was funny and a great counterbalance to Tina Fey. Tina Fey at that time was uh, was head writer, and she came in, became the anchor with Jimmy Fallon, and they had this great byplay and this great chemistry. He was the silly, cute guy with the funky haircut in the early, you know, the early uh, aughts. And she was the glasses smart girl. Um, and she would have to rein him in. He was the silly guy. He'd come out and get a guitar and play his songs. The, 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 the chemistry between the two was fantastic. And they also did subplots where they were married, where they were boyfriend and girlfriend. They had a kid. They played with the fact that there was some sort of weird little chemistry between Tina Fey and Jimmy Fallon. Tina Fey was the smart person. Jimmy Fallon was the goofball. And that combination, I thought, worked brilliantly. And I thought Tina Fey and Jimmy Fallon were great. And there was a great resurgence in um, intelligence in Saturday Night Live when Tina Fey took over. And also a great resurgence in um, just the, the shining example that female cast members were giving um, and Tina, under Tina Fey as head writer. Fantastic stuff. But Tina Fey, Jimmy Fallon, great chemistry, really funny stuff, good material. And here is an example of Tina Fey and Jimmy Fallon. Uh, this is from March 17th, 2001. That would be uh, St. Patrick's Day. That would be uh, season 26, episode 15. Julia Stiles was the host. Aerosmith was the musical guest. And here is an example of my fourth favorite anchors of Saturday Night Live's uh, Weekend Update. Tina Fey and Jimmy Fallon. From Studio 8H in Rockefeller Center, this is Weekend Update with Jimmy Fallon and Tina Fey. Jimmy Fallon, here are tonight's top stories. People around the world uh, drank themselves into oblivion today in honor of St. Patrick's Day, or as the Irish refer to it, Saturday. Speaking at an event in Florida this week, President Bush criticized Democrats, saying they, quote, want to keep re-voting the election, but if they would listen to America, they would find that Americans want to move forward. Americans responded, saying, we do want to move forward to 2004. <laughs> Attorney General John Ashcroft wants police in the United States to end illegal practice of racial profiling. His solution? Make it legal. <laughs> in health news, results of a recent study suggest that married men are healthier and live longer than men who are unmarried. And in celebrity news, happy birthday to Larry King, who turns 400 this week. <laughs> John Paul II beatified over 200 candidates for sainthood this week. The candidates were all nuns, priests, and other heroes from the Spanish Civil War, plus financier Mark Rich. <laughs> the Ken doll turned 40 this week. He celebrated quietly with Stretch Armstrong in Key West. An Indiana man was convicted of public indecency for letting his genitals hang out of his shorts while a shoe store clerk helped him try on shoes. The clerk said that the last straw was when the man asked for the shoes that matched his bag. Oh. <laughs> so you get the idea. Anyway, they were terrific together, um, and that for the whole time that they, that they were co-anchors, that was pretty early in the run. Um, they developed a real great chemistry. They delivered the news really well, and the solid, it was solid. Very, very funny stuff. So that's number three, or number four. Number three on my list of the best anchors is Chevy Chase. Um, he was the first... Um, some say the best. Uh, the whole idea of Weekend Update was developed while he was there. He helped develop it. He wrote a lot of it. Um, and he is kind of, when you think Weekend Update, if you're old like me, you think Chevy Chase. 
great running gags, great returning jokes. He was terrific with the other correspondents and the people that came in and the other characters that uh, the, the cast members would bring to it. And he had uh, all, you know, all the crazy material that became standard and kind of legendary. So number three on my list of the best anchors is Chevy Chase. This is from uh, September 18th. Uh, 1976, and it's the very first episode of season two. He would not last long on season two. He would leave very soon. Lily Tomlin was your host. James Taylor was your musical guest. And here's a little bit of Chevy Chase uh, right at the tail end of his uh, period on uh, Saturday Night Live. And now, Weekend Update with Chevy Chase. No? Any dessert topping will do, as far as I know. <laughs> well, a, a condiment... I'll, I'll talk to you later. Good evening. I'm God, and here's the news. <laughs> Let's take a look at the top story, shall we? <laughs> Mao Zedong, chairman of the Chinese Communist Party, is dead at the age of 82 after an extended illness. Amid speculation over who the next leader will be, sources close to the scene say that he will be replaced by imitation Mao. The statement just released by Communist China reports, quote, we have to call him imitation, but you don't, close quote. The People's Republic says Mao's death has caused much confusion among the populace. Here, large numbers of mourners are shown lining up to see the premiere of the movie Earthquake. Generalissimo Francisco Franco has spent a restful summer in Spain and plans to remain there for the fall and possibly the winter. Well, tennis player, ophthalmologist, transsexual, Dr. Renee Richards is writing a book about her life. It is tentatively titled, Tennis Without Balls. <laughs> Ugandan President Idi Amin announced he will undergo a species change operation in an effort to become a human being. If the operation is successful, Amin says he will pursue a career on American television. If it is not successful, he will eat American television. <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. took time out from his hectic TV and nightclub schedule this week to fly to Denmark. The black entertainer is pictured here after a discussion with Danish physicians concerning Sammy's upcoming operation to have his jewels removed. <laughs> In New York this week, Ramsey Clark, Paul O'Dwyer, Bella Abzug, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, and Abe Hirschfeld. <laughs> well, mass murderer Richard Speck, sentenced to 1,200 years for killing eight student nurses, was up for parole this week. According to prison authorities, he was given 11 centuries off for good behavior. <laughs> So there's Chevy Chase. That's a good example. I, I do love the fact that this was like season uh, two, the first episode of season two, and he did introduce himself as God. And at that point, Chevy Chase did think he was God. All right, let's move on. He was terrific on, uh, on uh, Weekend Update, though. Okay, so that's number three. Number two, my second favorite update anchor is Dennis Miller. I thought Dennis Miller did a great job uh, successfully bringing in his snarky and smart-ass personality to the news. The asides that he tried to, that he did were funny, and you'll see that in my number one as well, uh, when there were people who would actually, the anchors would actually kind of do some commentary on the jokes and commentary on the news that was happening and break, uh, break away from the script and kind of acknowledge the audience. Nobody did that better than Dennis. Well, actually, number one, he did it better. But nobody, one of the few people that did it as well as Dennis Miller was, and he brought that snarky attitude. He was terrific. He was great. 
uh, as the update uh, anchor. He had great chemistry between people like Dana Carvey and Adam Sandler and all these other people that would come out and do their wacky stuff. And John Lovitz would come out with multiple characters. Terrific working with the cast, terrific doing the news, and terrific doing snarky side comments. I love Dennis Miller uh, as the anchor of SNL. He was my second favorite. Here is from November 11th, 1989. would be season 15, episode 5. Chris Everett was your host, and Eurythmics were the musical guest. Here's an example of Dennis Miller kicking ass. Uh, He was great on Update. He's my second favorite. And now, Weekend Update with anchor person Dennis Miller. Thank you. Good evening. And what can I tell you? A momentous occasion this week when East Germany announced that the Berlin Wall was coming down. But even with the happiest of news, there's always a naysayer. In this case, it's a group calling itself East Germans for Handball, who (laughs) have lodged an official complaint against the move. Joyful West Berliners tore down a section of the wall and discovered a time capsule. Among the contents was a shoe belonging to Khrushchev, a wristwatch worn by Yuri Gagarin, and a woman who dated President Kennedy. (laughs) Although the wall will come down, Checkpoint Charlie will remain, but it's already been changed into a four-hour photo service. closer to home, hundreds of thousands of Virginians poured into West Virginia after Governor-elect Douglas Wilder opened the border between the two states. Wide-eyed Virginians visited relatives and jammed the McDonald's in Wheeling. The wall will be replaced by a new shopping center called the Berlin Mall, and... What are the odds on losing the Berlin Wall and Irving Berlin in the same year? (laughs) East German state and party leaders met this week in Berlin and awaited the imminent installation of a urinal in the Berlin Politburo. (laughs) Chinese senior leader Deng Xiaoping resigned this week as chairman of the powerful Central Military Commission. When asked how he plans to spend his retirement, Deng said he likes to raise tomatoes and then cut them down in the prime of their life. Little Jessica McClure, the Texas toddler who captured the nation's attention when she was rescued after 58 hours in an abandoned well, visited President Bush at the White House last week. Immediately after this photo was taken, she unfortunately fell down the president's pant leg and is currently lodged somewhere near his right cup. So that's Dennis Miller, uh, and he was terrific. And uh, obviously, again, as we are listening back to this stuff, man, we are going back to time capsule stuff, man. Berlin Wall jokes, little Jessica who fell down the well. Wow. Flashing back. Anyway, the thing that Dennis Miller did that I thought was brilliant was he brought his own, you know, sarcastic sense of humor to it, but was able to stay with the format. I thought he was great. But my favorite, my number one anchor in the history of uh, Update is Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald, I love Norm MacDonald as a stand-up. He was one of the greatest stand-ups of all time. One of the funniest, one of the most acerbic, one of the wittiest, one of the driest. Just in general, Norm MacDonald was one of the funniest human beings that has ever walked the face of the earth. He made me laugh all the time. He was fantastic during stand-up. He was fantastic in any movies that he did. I've seen Dirty Work 19,000 times. I love Norm MacDonald. Um, I thought he was funny on television shows. I thought he was funny in, in, in stand-up. Everything he did, he was great on SNL. He was great in sketches. He did weird and great impersonations. And as far as I'm concerned, he was the best 
anchor in the history of Weekend Update. He not only delivered the news in a very funny fashion, but he added his own asides. All of the jokes that he made about the material itself, the interplay that he had with the audience while he was improvising and while he was doing stuff off the cuff during Weekend Update, during it was great. He delivered the news well. He had incredible chemistry with the cast members who would come on and do their Weekend Update characters. The delivery was funny. The material was good. If a joke bombed in very Johnny Carson fashion, it was hilarious every time. His tenure as Weekend Update anchor was the best, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I loved him, and I thought he did the best part. He, he introduced it as the fake news, which was always funny. He established a great tone, a great style, and a great satirical and edgy and snarky attitude. I think by far... The best anchor in the history of Weekend Update is Norm MacDonald, and few, if anyone, could ever step into those shoes, and I loved him, and I thought he was great. Uh, and again, the behind-the-scenes stuff that happened, uh, the upper, you know, like, Lauren loved him, but some of the upper people, the vice presidents and the people, the rich people, the suits, the idiots, you know, when you're in a suit and you make creative decisions, that's usually a bad sign. And they didn't like Norm MacDonald. They thought he was inappropriate. They thought his jokes were tasteless. They thought he was making fun of Weekend Update, which he was. He was making fun of the material. He was making fun of the writing. He was making fun of Saturday Night Live, which he did. And that's one of the reasons why it worked so well. But when he started doing the OJ jokes, uh, you know, the OJ trial jokes and everything, and when he started to incessantly, like, obviously slam the judicial system in the world for what was happening during this OJ trial, the friends of OJ Simpson didn't like that very much in the uh, big offices upstairs at NBC. And eventually he got canned. He got taken away from uh, Weekend Update. The result, would, of course, would be Colin Quinn. Uh, but for that period of time when Norm MacDonald was hosting Weekend Update, the segment wasn't, wasn't, was never funnier, and there was no one ever as brilliant and different and edgy as Norm MacDonald. So here's a little bit. This is, by the way, this is from um, um, uh, October 2nd, 2021, season 47, episode one. It was the season premiere uh, uh, when Michael Che and Colin Jost uh, did the season premiere. And at the very end of that Weekend Update, um, they did a little tribute because Norm MacDonald died in September, right before the season 47 began. So this is at the end of Weekend Update. That episode, by the way, this episode would be Owen Wilson was your host and Casey Musgraves was your musical guest. And it was uh, season 47, episode one. And here are Colin Jost and Michael Che at the end of their segment of Weekend Update paying a little tribute to Norm MacDonald. Number one on my list of the best anchors in uh, – uh, weekend update history. Well, guys, it is a bittersweet night for us tonight. Yeah, on September 14th, our friend Norm McDonald passed away. That's right. Um, Norm is the reason that I ever wanted to do Weekend Update, and so tonight we thought we'd turn the last few jokes of Update over to Norm. Thanks. I'm Norm McDonald, and this is the fake news. At the White House this week, President Clinton officially came out against same-sex marriages. What's more, the president said he is not too crazy about opposite-sex marriages, either. <laughs> a uh, new airport planned for San Diego would actually be located three miles out in the Pacific Ocean, built on 40-by-20-foot floating cylinders. It's all part of a plan by city officials to have a huge disaster. <laughs> A French man who calls himself the Snake Man was arrested this week after climbing up the side of a Manhattan high-rise. Yep, he climbed right up the side of a high-rise. Just like a snake. 
In a brilliant move during closing arguments, Simpson attorney Johnny Cochran put on the knit cap prosecutors say O.J. wore the night he committed the murders. Although O.J. may have heard his case when he suddenly blurted out, hey, hey, easy with that. That's my lucky stabbing hat. <laughs> and that's the way it is, folks. Good night and good luck. So that was a, um, a montage that they did um, on the, the first episode of season 47. It was a bunch of jokes from different time periods when Norm was. And of course, they closed with an OJ joke, the stabbing hat. I love the fact that Colin Jost and Michael Che, who were head writers at the time, were like, yeah, let's close the Norm McDonald segment with one of the most brutal OJ jokes that he ever did. So, uh, so that's my top five. Those are my top five um, best anchors. Number five, Seth Meyers. Number four, Tina Fey, Jimmy Fallon. Number three, Chevy Chase. Number two, Dennis Millen. Number one. Norm MacDonald. Um, and uh, right now, uh, Michael Che and Colin Jost are going to come back as your anchors. We don't know when that's going to happen because at the, current, at the time of this taping, there is still a strike happening. So we'll see what happens. And they do a great job. They're fantastic as the anchors. Weekend Update is, uh, you know, it's legendary. It is a staple. It is a segment in Saturday Night Live that will always be there forever, and it always has been. It has gone through changes, as you've heard. It has gone through name you know, changes. Uh, they've had weird experiments with who was going to be anchoring it. And, uh, and so that's it. So uh, there you go. The anchors of, 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 of Weekend Update. All of these uh, episodes are out there. You can check them out on Peacock. And uh, the Norm MacDonald episodes are there. You should check them out. You want to see really somebody at the top of their game combining their personal comedy with the stuff that's written for them and commenting on it. Brilliant stuff. So it's all out there. Check it out on Peacock. Check it out online. Um, and also, uh, you know, uh, uh, subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. We are at RadioMisfits.com, Radio Misfits. Uh, dot live. You can hear us uh, uh, simulcast uh, 24-7. There's a streaming service. RadioMisfits.live. You can hear this podcast and other podcasts as well. If you have a, co- a, con- a comment that you'd like to make, a contribution, or a suggestion for my Saturday Night Live podcast, this one you can call 773-417-6948. The voicemail system is open 24-7. You can leave that message there for my other podcast, the Nick D Podcast here at Radio Misfits. And you can email me at both podcasts, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. My thanks to Jason Skaggs, who does all the music and the sound and the themes, the first theme that you heard and the next theme that you're going to hear. My thanks to Ed Silla, who is the best, the guy who puts all this stuff together, posts it, and runs Radio Misfits. And my thanks to you for listening, and my thanks to everybody else. So rate, review us, spend the, uh, you know, uh, share, let us know what's happening, and we'll see you next time on That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast. I'm Nick DiGilio. This is Jason Skaggs doing this music, and it is good night from That Show Hasn't Been Funny. In years, an SNL podcast. See you next time. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. <laughs>